name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. Yesterday was Lazarus Saturday, where we hear how Jesus raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. Now, he had been dead for four days in that tomb. Yet when Christ bids Lazarus to come forth from the tomb that was just opened up, Lazarus comes out. He comes out alive with the burial wrapping still around him. He even had his face was still wrapped in the cloth, and you can just be sure it was removed with great joy. And, I, and so we have this uh, from our services yesterday. The gospel reading today from St. John chapter 2, verse 1 begins, Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had died, was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Here's Lazarus, who was dead and now is alive, eating at table with them. Tradition tells us that Lazarus was about 30 years old when he was raised from the dead, and then he lived another 30 years afterwards. As news of this great miracle spread, people came. We read in verse 12 of our gospel today, a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. The King. I wonder what it would be like to live under the reign of a king, a good king, one who truly cares about the welfare of the people in his kingdom. You know, as Americans, it's hard for us to even think about living in a kingdom under a king, under the reign of a truly good king, a king that would be worth trusting, worth pledging your allegiance to, to serve in his kingdom. You know, I think I would like that. <laughs> a lot better than what we have in, you know, throughout the world today. If it were a good king, if it were a godly king, that would be great. If the king was God himself. Today begins with the proclamation on earth of the entry of the Messiah into Jerusalem. And our week ends with the eternal king rising in victory over death. Just as Christ was held as a king as he entered into Jerusalem, so we too hail him not just as a king, but as our king. Many things in our day-to-day lives require commitments to it from us. Now is the time for us to reaffirm our commitment to our King. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, those great crowds came forth that day to meet him. They waved palms and shouted with joy. They cast their robes for him to ride over. They put on the ground before him flowers. Today, we too will have palm leaves. We may not make it all the way around the church due to weather, but we will still see a procession with the palm leaves. Just as Christ entered Jerusalem many years ago, 
so he can make a triumphal entry into our hearts this Holy Week and Pascha. The worship of the church allows us as Christians to enter into the reality of a relationship with our King. Today we see again the picture of Christ and the praises of the people. We see the king among his people, the palm and olive branches symbolizing his victory over death that is even to come. His anointing, his peace, the cloaks and garments cast before him, also symbolizing to us today our complete submission to our king. Yet on this day, we're also near enough to feel the dread of his passion. The coming of the trial in Golgotha. During Holy Week, in a mystery, we are allowed to experience personally the events of our Lord's passion. <coughs> and though these events took place in space and time in the past, they are also eternal in nature. And they have an eternal effect upon us. We as Christians choose whether we will continue to be shaped by those events or just treat them as mere historical incidents. The passion and resurrection of our Lord were transforming events of history. Likewise, we have opportunity this coming week for them to be transforming events again in our own lives. The service and worship of his church transform our lives when we participate in them by faith. Great Lent ended this past Friday. Yesterday, as I said, was Lazarus Saturday. Jesus shows his, showed his power uh, over death and raising Lazarus. And today, Palm Sunday, is a brief and bright prelude to the sobering days that come ahead. We have many services this week that you can come to or view to participate in Holy Week as best as you can. Tonight, we begin celebrating special bridegroom services where we're reminded we need to prepare. The next three days are times of preparation for the week. The bridegroom services announce the coming again of the Son of the Man at the end of time. And it notes the bridegroom comes in the middle of the night. Blessed is the servant that he finds awake when he comes. The fig tree withered because it bore no fruit reminds us we must also bear the fruit of faithfulness to our king that we proclaim today, or we will also will. We'll hear the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Some were prepared for the bridegroom when he came. Some were not, reminding us that we need to be prepared. On Holy Wednesday, our service speaks of the anointing of the Lord with ointment by the women, rendered in anticipation of his death. On Holy Wednesday, we receive the sacraments of holy unction as sinful people who are all in need of healing. And from this point on, we concentrate on the Paschal mystery. To grasp the true meaning of Holy Week, we need to see it as our own Passover from death to life. On Holy Thursday, we celebrate a morning liturgy and remember the Last Supper of our Lord with the Twelve. We see Christ instituting the Holy Eucharist, which has become the center of our Christian faith. Thursday evening, we have the service of the 12 Gospels. And we read all 12 of them. <laughs> and 
we here describe the events leading up to our Lord's death. The cross is erected in the middle of the nave, placing our Lord's crucifixion before us. On Holy Friday, that morning we have royal hours. That afternoon we remove the cross. As remember, the Lord is taken down from the cross. Friday evening we have the lamentation service where we remember Christ lying in the tomb. During this service we make a procession around the church following the burial shroud. On Holy Saturday, that morning we celebrate a bright liturgy in the morning. We begin to glimpse the coming of the resurrection because then is when Christ appeared to those in Hades and light began to shine in Hades. Saturday evening, as we approach the midnight hour, we have the Paschal service, the glorious Paschal service, beginning with matins, leading to the passing on light to all, to all the others. The procession around the church, the first singing of Christ is risen from the dead and the entry into the brightly lit sanctuary. And we have the divine liturgy that evening, actually early that morning, <laughs> breaking the fast of great Lent, after which we eat together the foods that we forego during Lent. On the afternoon of Easter Sunday, we have the agape service where we hear the gospel in multiple languages reminding us that Christ brought the resurrection to the entire world. Then the following week is Bright Week, in which there is no fasting as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord with one another. When Christ entered Jerusalem around 2,000 years ago, he was received as a king. And as I said earlier, as he comes to us today, let us receive him as our king. Part of the significance of having palms today is to help us renew our commitment to Christ, to salute him as king of our lives. For Christ is a living king, a king that leads us day to day in our own lives. Let this Holy Week bring us closer to our king as we experience not just his death for our sakes, but his resurrection for our sakes. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.